Section 11 of Religious Studies, Sketches and Poems. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Patricia Booth. Religious Studies, Sketches and Poems by Harriet Beecher Stowe. Section 11. Christ's First Sermon the first public sermon of the long-desired messiah his first declaration of his mission and message to the world what was it it was delivered in his own city of nazareth where he had been brought up it was on the sabbath day it was in the synagogue where he had always worshipped and it was in manner and form exactly in accordance with the customs of his national religion it had always been customary among the jews to call upon any member of the synagogue to read a passage from the book of the prophets and the young man jesus concerning whom certain rumours had vaguely gone forth was on the day in question called to take his part in the service it was a holy and solemn moment when the long silence of years was to be broken jesus was surrounded by faces familiar from infancy his mother his brothers his sisters were all there every eye was fixed upon him the historian says and there was delivered unto him the book or roll of the prophet isaiah and when he had unrolled the book he found the place where it was written isaiah sixty one the spirit of the lord is upon me he hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor he hath sent me to heal the broken-hearted to preach deliverance to the captives the recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the lord we may imagine the sweetness the tenderness the enthusiasm with which this beautiful announcement of his mission was uttered and when closing the book he looked round on the faces of his townsmen and acquaintances and said this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears it was an appeal of heavenly love yearning to heal and to save those nearest and longest known it would seem that the sweet voice the graceful manner at first charmed the rough audience there was a thrilling vibrating power that struck upon every heart but those hearts were cold and hard a saviour from sin a comforter of sorrow was not what they were looking for in their messiah they felt themselves good enough spiritually in their observance of the forms of their law and ritual they were stupidly content with themselves and wanted no comforter what they did want was a brilliant military leader they wanted a miracle-working supernatural lord and commander that should revenge their national wrongs conquer the romans and set the jewish people at the head of the world having heard of the miracles of christ in cana and capernaum they had thought that perhaps he might prove this leader and if so what a glory for nazareth but they were in a critical exacting mood they were in their hearts calling for some brilliant and striking performance that should illuminate and draw attention to their town although the congregation were at first impressed and charmed with the gracious words and manner of the speaker the hard vulgar spirit of envy and carping criticism soon overshadowed their faces who is this jesus is he not the carpenter what sign does he show let him work some miracles forthwith and we will see if we believe him it was this disposition 
which our Lord felt in the atmosphere around him, the language of souls uttered itself to him unspoken. He answered, as he so often did, to the feeling he saw in the hearts, rather than the words of those around him. He said, Ye will say to me, Physician, heal thyself. Do here in thy native place the marvels we have heard of in Capernaum. I tell you a truth, no prophet is accepted in his own country. There were many widows in Israel in the time of the prophet Elijah, but he was sent only to a widow of Sarepta, a city of Sidon. There were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elisha, yet none of them was healed but Naaman the Syrian. It would seem as if our Lord was preparing to show them that he had a mission of love and mercy that could not be bounded by one village or even by the chosen race of Israel, but it was for the world. But the moment he spoke of favours and blessings given to the Gentiles, the fierce national spirit flamed up. The speech was cut short by a tumultuous uprising of the whole synagogue. They laid violent hands on Jesus and hurried him to the brow of the precipice on which their city was built to cast him down headlong. But before the murder was consummated, the calm majesty of Jesus had awed his persecutors. Their slackened hands dropped. They looked one on another irresolute, and he, passing silently through the midst of them, went his way. He had offered himself to them as their saviour from sin and from sorrow in the very fullness of his heart. Heavenly tenderness and sweetness had stretched out its arms to embrace them and had been repulsed by sneering coldness and hard worldly unbelief. Nazareth did not want him, and he left it. It was the first of these many rejections which he at last summed up when he said, how often would I have gathered thy children, and ye would not. But though he thus came to his own, and his own received him not, yet the lovely and gracious proclamation which he made then and there still stands unfading and beautiful as a rainbow of hope over this dark earth. The one being sent into the world to represent the invisible Father and to show us the hidden heart and purposes of God in this mysterious life of ours, there declared that his mission was one of pity, of help, of consolation, that the poor, the bruised, the desolate, the prisoner might forever find a friend in him. There are times when the miseries and sorrows of the suffering race of man, the groaning and travailing of this mysterious life of ours, oppress us, and our faith in God's love grows faint. Then let us turn our thoughts to this divine personality, Jesus, the anointed Son of God, and hear him saying now, as he said at Nazareth, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath sent me to preach good tidings to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. It is said of him in the prophets, he shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth. The isles shall wait for his law. Our Redeemer is mighty, the Lord of hosts is his name, our Saviour, the Holy One of Israel. End of section 11